All right, so this is the thing I wanted to show you. I got a CPAP machine. Wait, can you hear me okay? It's, it's on right now, so I don't know if you can hear it. All right, so this is the thing I wanted to show you. It's like really ridiculous looking, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take it off now. I feel silly. So, um, I recently got a CPAP machine because my snoring was getting really, really out of control and it kept waking up Becky throughout the night. So I got that machine, um, uh, not just to improve my health or to sleep better throughout the night, but I mostly got it. So I stopped driving Becky crazy. Okay. And so I did this whole like sleep study at their um, the uh, neuro doctor uh, neurologist um, office lab. Uh, they actually have like a bedroom in their offices, and I slept there overnight. And they did a sleep study on me, and um, I actually found out that I have sleep apnea. So it's not just I snore, but I actually have sleep apnea, and so. Um, I started using that uh, a few weeks ago and it instantly uh, helped my snoring. I don't snore anymore at night, but um, yeah, it's, as you can see, it's like pretty uh, obstructive, right? So it's pretty big. Um, so it, it's not fully, I'm not fully comfortable with it yet. But the main, I was thinking about this and I have this weird relationship with um, sleep. I kind of don't like sleeping. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, because uh, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, my parents would fight a lot, like late at night, right? So even if I fell asleep, like at nine or 10 o'clock, um, my parents would uh, wake me up like at midnight or like one in the morning. Like, and this was pretty often. So I was always afraid to go to sleep. And I sometimes I would even resist it because I don't want to be woken up like in a couple hours. And so I, I just have this weird relationship with sleep that I fully don't really understand, right? And so um, really the motivating factor for me getting that CPAP machine is not because I want to get good sleep, but it's because I want my wife to get good sleep. And I was kind of thinking about that a lot um, and this idea of rest, right? Um, not just physical rest, but definitely physical rest, but also maybe even like mental and emotional rest. Like, do I think I deserve rest? I don't know how many of you resonate with that question. I know it's kind of a strange question for some people, but I was really asking myself, like, do I think I deserve rest? And before I would resist going to sleep, um, even, even as uh, early as like a month ago, before I got this like CPAP machine, I always went to sleep after my wife and um, I would stay up late like watching TV sometimes and I just resisted going to sleep. But now when I use the CPAP machine, I kind of have to go to sleep at a set time. Um, otherwise, I'm going to forget to put it on or I'll just be too lazy to put it on. And I was thinking about um, this idea of rest, like do I really think I deserve rest? 
which is why um, today we're looking at this commandment from God to his people to keep the Sabbath. Okay, now um, I gave a message on Sabbath almost a year ago uh, to our church plant before we started doing this online and before it was recorded and before quarantine, right? So a lot has changed in our world since then, okay? But one big difference is that most of us has started, uh, have started doing work from home or attending school, online classes, or even church, right? We do everything almost online now. And that line between workspace and home space has become very blurry for a lot of people, right? And this has caused some of us to have less boundaries at work um, or for work, you know, and we even work from our phones in bed. We take our laptops to the dinner table and there is very little to no separation anymore between workspace and home space. So this has caused a lot of us to lose this sense of um, a place of rest. Like we, you know, for, for a lot of us home prior to COVID was a safe haven, right? Or it's, it's a place for us to unwind and rest. But now it's kind of become school. It's become our office. It's become our gym, right? And it's still our home, right? So this topic of Sabbath, even though we don't use that word very often, this topic of Sabbath is really worth studying and revisiting for, for our church because the world has changed so much since a year ago. Um, so for some of you, uh, some of the stuff I'm going to say might sound familiar and it will be good reminders for, for you. And for others who might have never even uh, heard a teaching on the Sabbath, I'm really, really grateful that you are tuning in today. Now. If you grew up in church like I did, or if you're familiar with the Bible at all, you may remember that God's command for Sabbath was first explicitly given to his people in the Ten Commandments. Okay, the Ten Commandments found in the book of Exodus, right, and also Deuteronomy. And when we think about the Ten Commandments, we tend to keep most of them in our society like fairly well okay not just christians but like uh everybody okay as especially in western society and but it seems like most of us take the commandments very well except for the sabbath right uh we all know that like you should not lie right uh that's one of the commandments thou shalt not lie we even know that being jealous of other people is not good. That is actually another um, commandment, like you, you shall not envy your neighbor. Uh, and even um, like worshiping idols, right? A, a lot of us, especially in Western culture, even if you're not Christian, we would agree that like worshiping idols is not necessarily beneficial. Murder, for sure, right? Okay, so all of these commandments we take very, very seriously. But when it comes to Sabbath... It's almost like um, optional for most people. Um, in some cultures, it's even praised or like admired if you don't uh, observe Sabbath. If you're a workaholic, um, it's actually a good thing in, in many people's lives or cultures or in people's families. 
And this is strange. And, and why is it that we treat Sabbath, this, this idea of resting for one whole day in, in the week, why is that such a hard command to keep? If you, have, you have to remember the context when God gave His people the Ten Commandments, okay? God gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments shortly after they escaped from slavery in Egypt, right? Um, when, you know, that famous story when Moses led literally millions of Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, and they had to become this like ragtag new nation, Right? And they have no idea what it means to be a free person, let alone form their own nation or their own government. Right? And so God was giving these laws to protect them, to look out for them. God's laws are a result of his love for his people. Okay? The Ten Commandments is a great lesson in this, is that God's laws are a result of his love for his people. So God gave us his commandments because it's for our benefit or it's for our neighbor's benefit or it's for society's benefit as a whole. This is why God gives us his commands. It's for our own benefit or it's for our neighbor's benefit or it's for society's benefit as a whole. So Sabbath is no different. When we don't regularly keep the Sabbath, we typically end up hurting ourselves and even those who are close to us, our neighbors, and possibly even society as a whole. The passage that we just looked at today, um, Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, and then skipping down to uh, verses 8 and 11, God gave Moses and the Israelites the Ten Commandments several months after they fled from slavery in Egypt. And with these commandments, God was making a covenant. God was making a covenant with his people. Now, covenant is, a, is an ancient word that we don't really use very often. Uh, what is a covenant? Well, a covenant is um, kind of like a contract, but it's more personal. Okay, It's kind of like a contract between two parties, but it's more personal. Okay, This is why in like wedding ceremonies, um, a lot of officiants, um, I, I know that I've used this word during a wedding ceremony. Uh, a lot of officiants will say like the, um, the, the two people are making a covenant with one another. Covenant is also a form of remembrance. God is reminding the Israelites who he is and whom they are prior to God's intervention. Okay, This is why in verses uh, 1 and 2 uh, of Exodus 20, God said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. Okay, God is literally reminding them uh, who he is and what he's done for them, right? And because he did this for them, uh, they are to make a covenant with him. Now, the interesting thing about this covenant that God is presenting to his people is that like God doesn't necessarily benefit from this. Okay, God is God. He's all all-powerful he's all-knowing okay nothing is going to make him greater and nothing is going to make him smaller so this covenant that God is making with the Israelites it's for their benefit okay it's for their sake and so when he gives commands like you shall not murder okay um, 
he's actually like looking out for their livelihood he wants them to live a long time for generations and generations right and when he's saying like um don't be jealous of your neighbor um it, he's actually looking out for their even emotional health okay because it's not good for your heart to be jealous now um I'm going to go back a little bit and look at Exodus chapter 19, okay? Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 through 6. Uh, and this is when Moses, uh, the prophet Moses, who led the Israelites out of Egypt, he goes up to a mountain called Sinai, okay? Then verse 3 of chapter 19. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There are, these are the words you are to speak to the Israelites okay and this is what God was telling Moses to tell his people um, the Israelites remember they, they used to be slaves all right and every single one of these um, estimate estimated 2 million people uh, who came out of slavery were literally born into slavery every single one of these 2 million people were born into slavery they have no idea what it meant to be a free person and they definitely didn't know what it meant to be their own nation. And they were slaves, right? And so they, they never had a day off. And they didn't have vacation days, okay? They didn't have, like, health benefits, all right? They were literally slaves. And so they have no concept of Sabbath, right? They have no concept of Sabbath. And so God giving the Israelites this command of take one day off where you cease from work it was such a foreign concept to them and it really revealed god's love and care for his people he knew that this was going to be um, good for them like psychologically definitely physically but even spiritually to take a day off right to to cease from work now this that's literally what the word sabbath means it means to stop uh, to cease from work, to rest and to be still, right? To rest and to be still. When a lot of people think of rest, they typically have different ideas of what rest looks like for them. For some, rest could be a nice long bath. <laughs> um, but uh, for those of you who don't like taking baths, that sounds horrible, right? But for other people, uh, rest can mean going for a walk in nature my wife and i um we used to see this or i guess we, we still see her once in a while our couples therapist migum uh, whom some of you uh, met during our healthy relationship seminar a while ago she taught us that there are differences there are three typically three different kinds of uh, rest there is escapism there is self-care and there is Sabbath. Escapism, self-care, and Sabbath. 
Escapism is like doing things that take us out of our regular lives. And these are typically uh, different forms of entertainment, okay? But it doesn't necessarily have to be like media-based. It could even be um, like going out to party, okay? Or it could be like video games. Um, it could be watching sports, okay? These are different forms of escapism. But it, it still rests, okay? It still rests for most people. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Uh, watching sports is great. Um, you know, uh, most of you, I'm sure, after this, you're gonna tune in to watch the Super Bowl, which is great, okay? I'm definitely gonna do that, okay? So there's nothing wrong with escapism. But then there's another form of rest, which is self-care. And these are typically doing things to take care of ourselves. And this is um, most commonly like physically, uh, like um, exercise or maybe um, uh, hygiene, right? Getting a manicure, pedicure or something like that, or maybe getting a facial or something. Um, or it, it could also mean like getting enough sleep, okay? Um, like what I shared earlier, okay? Like wearing the CPAP machine is a form of self-care and we all need that as well. But Sabbath, Sabbath is um, are, are, are things that we engage in, practices that we engage in that restore our soul, okay? So uh, you could take a walk through nature, but it's also a form of like connecting with God, right? Um, you could spend there, and there are even people who uh, are really restoring your soul, okay? There are other people who might <laughs> take life away, suck life away from your soul, but there are other people who like breathe life into your soul. And there are other things like um, journaling, like one of the, uh, my favorite activities to do um, during my Sabbath or every day actually, or as, as often as I can is journaling. Journaling is really, really good for my soul. So Sabbath has to have an element of ceasing from work, okay? But that's the same as like escapism or self-care, okay? But that's the basic thing, ceasing from work, but also finding ways to connect with God Okay, hopefully whatever you're doing is a form of connecting with God. And I'm not talking about like just like sitting down and praying. Okay, but for a lot of people, that is a form of Sabbath, right? But it's also like while you're walking in nature, you could be connecting with God or like appreciate appreciating like God's creation. And uh, it has to be uh, restoring your soul in some way. And if you think about it, like even the word restore or restoration it begins with rest, Res restoration, right? Now, Sabbath, it restores our souls in three primary ways, okay? First, Sabbath keeps us healthy. And this is very practical, okay? Sabbath keeps us healthy. First and foremost, taking Sabbath regularly is good for our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Sabbath, space, stillness, it gives us the opportunity to be still and reflect. To be still and reflect. Now, even though um, Exodus 20 was the first time that God explicitly gave his people the command to take Sabbath regularly, um, God actually led by example of what this looks like at creation after he created the entire universe okay and after he created like human beings 
um, at the end of the sixth day, it says this, and this is from Genesis 1.31. God saw all that he made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And then in chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished uh, the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. My son, uh, Drew, he asked me a very interesting question the other day. Um, he asked me, uh, does God sleep? Does God sleep? That is such a deep profound question for a five-year-old isn't it he asked me does god sleep and um if you think about it like god doesn't need sleep right god doesn't sleep but he rested okay he rested now does god quote like necessarily need rest i don't i don't know uh, but but uh, scripture clearly tells us that he did rest and on the seventh day he rested okay but one thing he definitely did on that seventh day was reflect. Actually, at the end of each day, he reflected. Okay, and we know this because at the end of each day, he had looked at everything that he created and he said that it was good, right? So you know for a fact that he actually did reflect. But uh, on the seventh day, he did no work. He rested and he did reflection and he looked at everything that he had created and he blessed the seventh day and he rested. And so he was leading by example what Sabbath looks like even before he gave this command to the Israelites. As um, I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I know that today is uh, Super Bowl Sunday and so I don't know who you're rooting for. But um, I was also thinking about this in terms of like uh, football players, right? And I was thinking like there are certain sports that have way more games throughout the year, okay, throughout the season, right? Like baseball, they have like tons of games, right? I don't know what the exact count is, but it's it's a lot, right? Um, basketball has less than baseball, but they still play a lot of games. Football, on the other hand, they don't play that many games in a year, okay? Um, they typically play like some, like 20 or so or uh, give or take. I, I don't know the exact number for that. But that's not very many games in a season. And the reason for this is because uh, football players need more recovery time. They, their bodies can literally only handle uh, like one game a week because it's such a hard uh, sport. It's such a physically demanding sport. You know, you're, they're, you're, they're literally getting beat up right now everybody needs recovery time okay um baseball because it's not as like physically abusive <laughs> i should say as like football is they could play like uh, a game like back to back um basketball on the other hand they need at least one day in between okay because it is more physically demanding uh football on the other hand it's extremely physically demanding and so they need more recovery time and so uh, the deeper, the harder the work, the more recovery that you need. A lot of us out here, 
um, especially in LA, okay, in greater LA County, we work so dang hard. We work so dang hard, but our recovery is minimal, if at all, right? Our recovery time is minimal, if at all, right? And a lot of times, the stuff that we engage in, that we think is um, rest, is actually not very uh, restorative to our spirits. Um, take social media, for example. I know I, I'm on social media a lot, right? Especially on my downtime, but it doesn't really make me feel good, <laughs> right? And it do, it's definitely not restoring my soul. If anything, like most social media that I see or come across, it just makes me feel worse, you know? Like, that guy has abs, but I don't, right? Or, oh, look at these amazing vacation spots that they're going to. It just makes me feel worse, right? So um, a lot of the activities we engage in that we think are forms of rest are actually not good for our spirits. So um, Sabbath, it definitely keeps us healthy, not just physically, okay, but also mentally, emotionally, and definitely spiritually. The other thing that Sabbath does is that Sabbath keeps us humble. Sabbath keeps us humble. I'm going to share a quote from philosopher Blaise Pascal. All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Now, I wonder if um, when he said this or wrote this, he was specifically thinking of men because I actually think men are far worse at this than women are. Many times people are afraid, literally afraid to take Sabbath because they're so uh, afraid to be alone with their own thoughts, right? Reflection does not sound appealing <laughs> to many people. But Sabbath is important because it does keep us humble. Can you trust that your company or your um, schoolwork or your family or, um, in my case, um, our church will be okay if you don't work for one day? Like, genuinely, do you believe that? Like, do you actually think you'll be all right <laughs> if you don't work for one day? Right? It's this humble reminder that uh, it, it, not everything revolves around us. Right? The world will still be standing. <laughs> the world will still be spinning if you take a break. <laughs> Just take a break. Okay? And um, a wonderful story in the New Testament, in the Gospels, uh, that reminds us of this is this beautiful story of um, these two sisters, Mary and Martha. Uh, Mary and Martha uh, welcome Jesus into their home as he is like doing his ministry with his disciples. And Martha, who's the older sister, the um, really responsible and hardworking one, she is in the kitchen getting things ready and like wants to like serve and just um, do well, right? While Mary, the younger sister, she is just like hanging out with Jesus, right? And Martha's like slaving away in the kitchen and she is like getting pissed off and she's getting bitter. And she comes out and she tells Jesus like, Jesus, tell Mary to help me uh, serve, right? To help me work. And Jesus 
uh, lovingly corrects her and says like, Martha, you are working way too hard. I'm paraphrasing. He says, you're working way too hard. Mary is actually doing a very wonderful thing. She's doing a good thing by spending time with me. Jesus precedes spending time with us over having us do work. This is precisely why Jesus calls us friends and no longer servants, right? Because more than anything, God wants a relationship with us. Lastly, um, Sabbath is extremely important because it keeps us human. Uh, you could see right there, I, um, I also made a, a, I don't know if it's a joke, but like another way to see this is that Sabbath keeps us humane, right? Sabbath keeps us humane. Uh, Instagram account that I love to follow is called um, Nap Ministry. And if you don't follow them on Instagram, uh, please do so right away. And I'm going to share some pictures here. Um, the first one was um, a quote that says, like, sleep helps you wake up. Uh, this other one is from is a group of women just resting together outside in the field. <laughs> and in the um, caption, it says resting is imagination work. And this last one, I kind of wanted to like camp out here for a little bit. Grind culture is violence. Grind culture is violence. Does this resonate with you at all? Does grind culture feel um, like violating for you at all? Uh, for your spirit? For your mental and emotional well-being? Do you even feel guilty for taking a break? For doing things that like nourish your soul? Remember, like God is giving this command to two million people who were all former slaves, right? And what this command is really, really uh, humane. It's really, really humane and loving and gracious of God to give to his people. And oftentimes when you don't take Sabbath, we forget who we are. We forget who we are. And we just think we are the work that we are doing. We are the curriculum that we are studying. We are um, these, uh, these things that consume our time and energy and we lose a sense of our identity. So Sabbath exists to keep us human and to remind us that we are God's people and that God loves us. This is why God gives us this command. So I want to leave us with this challenge for this week, okay? Um, definitely uh, find uh, a day, uh, the best day that works for you. It doesn't have to be Sunday, maybe. Like for me, Sundays are um, kind of a work day, right? Uh, but um, so for me, like that day is typically like Saturday. But find a day in the week that you can set aside to cease from working um, that you that can that you can connect with God and reflect and uh, engage in activities that restore your soul. Okay, but if you 
um, if even that's hard, okay, even if that's hard, find at least 15 to 30 minutes a day for daily Sabbath. Okay, and this is my challenge to you this week, all right? Find at least 15 to 30 minutes a day for daily Sabbath to cease from work, to connect with God, and to restore your soul. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for being the loving, gracious, and kind, generous God that you are. Lord, even in the very first list of commandments that you give to your people, uh, one of those commandments is a day of rest for a people who were formerly slaves. And I wonder for how many of us we, are, we have become slaves to this world. And it's so difficult um, these days um, having to study and work and do everything from uh, our homes to set aside that time and literal, literal space for us to make Sabbath. Lord, help us to pay attention to your Holy Spirit's voice as she is leading us. And may we love ourselves enough. May we love ourselves as, as you love us to allow us to take a break. We thank you, Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I'm going to leave us with uh, one artwork from an artist and poet that I love. Uh, her name is... Uh, Morgan Harper Nichols, I think, and um, it has to do with Sabbath, so I will leave you with that, and uh, have a blessed week.